Welcome into No Punt Intended, presented by Club Fantasy. I am your host, Joe Zolo. Joining me as always, Joshua Hudson, Ryan Weiss. Hello, gentle. Hey, buddy. Uh, Hiya, buddy. That's uh, and then Chris, Chris. Chris, thank you for joining us. (laughs) Oh, you good to be back. Staying home from work today, so he can make sure to be on the podcast. Well, working from home today. Yeah, (laughs) it's just a lawyer. I mean, it's not. Yeah, people's that important. People's freedom only hang in the balance. Yeah, quarterbacks. (laughs) It's not that important. Yeah, people's freedom. Fantasy football accountability show. I don't know, but if you had to ask me, definitely, 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 people's lives. But that's okay. Oh, no. The accountability. The accountability. Yeah. How about the account? How about holding people accountable for their lives? How about that? We combine the two. I like it. Boom. Like Perfect. It. There we go. We don't care about that today, though. Well, it's all about throw, quarterbacks. Let's throw Baker Mayfield in jail because I'm tired of his <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Someone needs to hold Baker Mayfield accountable. Well, speaking of holding people accountable, there was a lot of firings that happened. Yeah. Uh, a lot that made sense and one that really didn't. And I think a lot of people agree on the one that really did it, but we'll get to the ones that uh, pretty much made sense. Uh, Broncos parted ways with uh, Vic Fangio on Sunday. Uh, the Broncos, the Broncos final game was on Saturday. So it was kind of black Sunday for Vic. Um, a great defensive coordinator, terrible head coach. He, he couldn't figure it out. Couldn't put it all together. It wasn't the worst of things in Denver, but also kind of felt that they, they underachieved. Uh, and also, Melvin Gordon basically lost Vic Fangio his job. So that fumble, yeah. Absolutely. Oh God, terrible. Um, Vic Fangio think- will will most likely rebound and have and get a defensive coordinator position somewhere in the NFL and be just fine. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you think that he would have lost his lost his job if you know they won that game? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. 100%. Still. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to rip on. I was I was say, Joe, just, Joe just wants to pile on Melvin. Gordon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what the, what the fuck are we doing? Seriously? It's the Chiefs. I can't even I can't even tell you the dude who recovered the fumble. I don't even know his name. That defense is so bad. Oh, painful. Absolutely painful. Um, Yeah. But Fangio will most likely find himself a defensive coordinator job and be just fine. He won't be out of the NFL for too long. Uh, The Bears. I mean, round of applause. Yeah, Round of applause. <laughs> it was about time. Not only the head coach, but the GM as well. Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace uh, both fired. Uh, my girlfriend, Maggie, also are part of our graphic design team. Uh, she's a Bears fan. I asked her, how do you feel about uh, the Matt Nagy firing? She's like, I look forward to a brighter future. Yeah. And I think I think that's every Chicago Bears uh, fan sentiment at this point. Um, Giants. Dave Gettleman resigned. That's impressive. Yeah, um, best thing that's happened to the Giants in a long time. Yeah, yes, <laughs> right? hey, Chris, Chris, I agree. Resigned. Yes, I agree. Resigned. Um, and they also fired Joe Judge about a day late on yep. Tuesday. Uh, the Vikings fired. I mean, was Vikings. it a day late or was it like two months late? Because really, he should have been gone midway through the season. I mean, I don't know about you, but I like the third and nine quarterback sneak. As an Eagles fan, I loved it. Are you kidding me? I thought it was great. <laughs> Oh, that was i mean i'm actually a, mad he got fired <laughs> talk about throwing in like throwing in the towel in the second quarter like not even caring oh and I, like i get maybe maybe the ball was a little overthrown to kenny galladay but he also gave zero effort on that on that it's deep bad, ball it's a bad football team bad football team 
Uh, Vikings fired both their GM and head coach, uh, Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer, both gone. Um, another team where it just felt very, like, just underachieved. Say Rick Spielman's from my hometown. Very stale. Yeah, very stale. Um, the defense, I mean, Mike Zimmer known for being a defensive coach and his defense sucked. Awful. So it's not like, it's not like the offense was bad. But also, I mean, they, they went all in the last what was it, uh, like two or three years ago. They, I mean, they had a lights out defense, was really good, and then it just got old, started cutting veterans, and they just really haven't been able to rebuild through the draft. That's really been what it's about, unfortunately, for them. This secondary is bad, it's yeah, that simple. Their secondary is terrible outside of Harrison Smith, their secondary is terrible. And I mean, the big surprise why the hell is Brian Flores unemployed right now? Won't be for long. I was, I don't, yeah, I don't get that. Floor. Yeah, I was. I, I imagine he gets another head coaching position somewhere else. If not, he will get a defensive coordinator position. The NFL seems weird with him. I think he'll end up having to cut his teeth as a DC for another year or two, but he'll be back coaching in a couple of years. So. I don't know. Yeah. I, I hear the Bears are you know looking at him. Well, the Bears are looking at everybody, everybody, <laughs> yeah. including I mean, Doug Harrison Peterson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in in all honesty, the the Bears could look at all four of us and we're more qualified than Matt Nagy. So, facts. Yeah, it's not. We built championship winning fantasy football team. I was just going to say, we we didn't we didn't touch Patrick Mahomes, so we don't get that job. (laughs) I guess that's true. Um, As it stands right now, there are currently seven head coaching vacancies, uh, all of the ones listed previously. And then, of course, the Jaguars and Raiders, John Gruden being fired earlier in this season and urban Meyer being fired uh, later on this season. So seven head coaching vacancies. Currently, none of them have been filled. It would be shocking if they were already filled within, you know, 48 hours of most of these guys being released. I would expect maybe one signing by next week, potentially if things want to move really fast and the team kind of knows who they want. But I think the issue is so many of these coordinators that are getting interviews are in the playoffs right now. So yes. after after you see some teams bounce this weekend, I think that's when you're going to start seeing some crazy things go down. So what I find interesting is I've heard the name I've heard Vic Fangio's name floated to the Chiefs, which I would not like because that's that's just rude. I would not like Vic Fangio's defensive prowess to figure out the Kansas City Chiefs because. Andy Reid hasn't figured it out, so, so I'm like torn on that way. I'm torn on a very hot name right now, and I want to just spit it out to you guys because you said something about Fangio, where he's going to be a great defensive coordinator somewhere. We saw it happen with Dan Quinn, and now he is already back in the mix, and I don't know how I feel about that. He's that, a terrible like, head coach. That I I just don't know how. Like he did great. They're the biggest surprise of the year at least top three is the Dallas defense. But my goodness, we're already giving this guy back a job after we watch him just piss it away for years in Atlanta. So My thing with Fangio, I think because of his age, I don't know. I mean, there were a lot of people that were really talking about him just not really at that point with head coaching. And then we see him flame out after three years. Maybe he really is just better as a D.C., and I feel like some of these GMs, when it's kind of the same thing with players, like once they reach a certain age, they're not getting the same type of opportunities that younger guys do. And you're going to see that like Flores, he'll get another opportunity at some point. Uh, uh, Dan Quinn isn't 
you know, 65, 66, yeah. 67 or whatever uh, um, Fangio is. Like, I think he's in his 40s. Like, yeah, he had first head coaching stop. He was able to get Atlanta to a Super Bowl. So at least that's on his resume, regardless of what happened after the fact. But, but, but it's kind of the same thing with Doug Peterson. Like, I, I didn't think Peterson was all that impressive. I think he got one lucky run out of Nick Foles. But now he's like at the top of everybody's head coaching wish list. And I just don't see it. Because his play calling isn't much different than Matt Nagy's, if we're being honest. What what I don't understand is why Dan Quinn is getting those looks. Because to me, it, it's kind of like it's it's a Jim Harbaugh situation. He got his team there, couldn't win, and then has I mean Harbaugh obviously now in college, but flamed out of the NFL. Dan Quinn, his teams just were piss poor after that. Matt Ryan still hasn't recovered from that Super Bowl. Julio Jones hasn't recovered from the Super Bowl. Dan Quinn hasn't recovered from the Super Bowl. That entire team hasn't recovered from the Super Bowl. Everyone that played on that Falcons team just hasn't been able to bounce back. Coaches, players, doesn't matter. They haven't been able to bounce back. So to me, I, I to me, you should not give Dan Quinn another shot. I think again, it's it's a flame out situation. And to me, give a fucking young guy a chance. Like yeah. what, what what's it what's it gonna be? Your team's gonna suck again for another three years? Congratulations, you're still gonna sell tickets. So if three years doesn't work again, fuck it. Do it over again. Like <laughs> I'll say two things before I run it back. Let Chris or Ryan go through. Uh, one, I, I feel like in, in head coaching circles, it because again, two teams every single year can only make the Super Bowl. There's only yeah. so many opportunities there. So I think anytime you can get to at least one, whether you win it or lose, that shows some sort of accomplishment amongst decision makers in the NFL. And two, just like with anything in life, all about who you know and all about who you've built a relationship with if one of these gms has a good working relationship with dan quinn he's going to get a second opportunity especially with how quickly he was able to turn around that dallas cowboys defense who let's let's not forget was god awful last year literally the third worst defense in nfl history i don't think dan quinn is that bad i think he just needs to be paired with like a good um young offensive coordinator like a joe brady or something uh they recycled their offensive coordinators in Atlanta literally every year. Half the time is Sarkeesian. Um, I can't even re- – Dirk Cutter, I think, was there for a little while. Yep. Shanahan, I believe. I'd say it was, his best was years mess. were the Shanahan years, so where if he could get with that young, hot OC, you're absolutely right. So, But again, to, to me, he's he's a guy that's better as a defensive coordinator. I just want to throw one thing out. It's So for Dan Quinn to succeed, we he just needs to draft the greatest rookie linebacker that we've seen in 10, 15 years, and then he's going to be just Basically. fine. So. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're not wrong. I mean, you take Micah Parsons off that defense. It's not. A yeah. a <laughs> giant step back. Micah Parsons is something else. Yeah, there, they there's take no denying it. Step back. Um, couple couple comments from the Peanut Gallery. Uh, real quick, go dogs from Elixirs. Congratulations to I the say, Georgia Bulldogs. I spent I spent time in Georgia, and I know Faith's a fan. So go dogs. Heck yeah. Uh, Jags going to Super Bowl twenty twenty three. Elixirs keep drinking whatever. Uh, keep smoking whatever <laughs> you're elixir. smoking because yeah. clearly it's working. <laughs> yeah. Um, buddy, if, stop. Elixirs. <laughs> if the Jaguars go to the Super Bowl in two thousand twenty three. I will Venmo you a thousand dollars. I will send you a thousand dollars if they go to the Super Bowl. I, I'll send you, you five hundred if I'm they make lawyer, the playoffs. So. There you go. <laughs> a verbal contract is binding. Yeah, verbal contract binding. <laughs> lawyer present. I say Chris just needs his ten percent. 
Now this this one might be he only gets paid real. if you get paid. Yes, <laughs> whatever those lawyer commercials say. This one might be real, Matt Matt Ryan to the Steelers. That one. That I uh, don't know about that one. All everything that all the whispers that have come out, like Arthur Smith took that job because he wants Matthew. Uh, I was say, why not Matt go Ryan from, there? So why not go from old and washed to old and washed? What could possibly well, go? Wrong? I mean, also Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger said uh, in a game against Baltimore, it didn't feel like his last game. So that's once well, again, technically not. He's in the playoffs. Say. No, I know, but he said that after the Ravens game, bef- uh, before the Raiders and Char- before the Raiders broke their promise to tie the game. So I don't think anyone's going to be trading for that contract. It's forty million dollars. No, no, it's million dollar cap hit. <laughs> it's a gross. Yeah, it's, run- it's yeah, a gross and contract. I was going to say they don't even get much relief if they cut him, if I remember correctly. So. Yeah, no, just no. like eight million dollars. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> G said Dan Quinn or Gianni Zolo. The choice is yours. Um, I'll, I'll take my brother. Again, I think Dan Quinn's a better defensive coordinator. That's uh, it. That's my it. My only concern <laughs> is I've, I've heard rumors about Zolo where he holds on to players like Lev Bell for far too long. So I think I'm going to go with hey, Dan Quinn in this one. Le- Lev Bell, a starting running back. On a <laughs> was, was he on to something? Was he onto something? Um, boss man, fat, not a fancy question, but Cowboys or 49ers go around the room. I'll start with Josh this weekend. Cowboys, 49ers. I, I already locked in my bets. So I was going to say, as an Eagles fan, I'm, I'm pulling for the 49ers. Obviously. Okay. Chris? Uh, I'm going to go Cowboys. Okay. Ryan? All my picks fell Cowboys. I locked in a parlay of the Cowboys minus three and the Chiefs minus 12 and a half. Uh, and I also, I also, just for, just for shits and giggles, like I said on our on last week's show, when we did our playoff projections, I was I was fully right in 2021. So I said I'm gonna put my bet in on the uh, on the Bengals and Cowboys to make the Super Bowl. There you go. It was what I bet. It was twenty five dollars to win twelve hundred. That's how say, bad the odds are. Well, the. <laughs> I uh, so FanDuel just got into New York. Um, FanDuel, if you want to sponsor us, get at us. Um, just got into New York. Um, Bengals are plus 1700, so they gave me a free hundred bucks. I threw 50 on the Bengals, so I, I am not confident at all in that bet. Let me be, I am not confident at all, but I was right last year, so I'm just riding on the high that I nailed my playoff predictions. I did change it because I did say Bengals Patriots, but if they both win, they play in the second round. So I adjusted it to be, I think it was, I think I adjusted to be Bengals Titans or something like that. Um, Cause then the, the other one Cowboys bucks, they both can still meet in the championship. Wait a second. If Patriots win, wouldn't they go to, well, it depends if the chiefs win, then the chiefs, it it all depends. Yes. If the if the Pats win, they're the five. Let's say all the top three seeds are top four seeds win minus the Bills. Pats would go to Tennessee. Yeah, okay. and Bengals would go to Kansas City. Yeah. yeah. Again, they reseed, but based on how the playoff bracket plays, that's what I just changed. Yeah. It to. All I did was switch out the Patriots for the Titans. So. Yeah. Go team. Uh, and then G says Love Bell is an asset. Watch your mouth. Fair enough. Facts. All right. Hits quarterback accountability. I'm going to name all the guys you guys have down, and then we're going to talk about some of them. So it's basically closest projections and rankings uh, to the end of season. So Chris had Patrick Mahomes. You had him fourth, and he finished fourth. You basically only 15 fantasy points off. You had Josh Allen. You projected him number one, and he finished number one. 
You're only five total fantasy points <laughs> off. That's very good. Uh, Derek Carr and Matt Ryan. Well, Derek Carr, you projected 14th, finished 14th. Matt Ryan, you projected 18th, and he finished 19th. Eight of the top 12 finishing QBs you projected inside the top 12, which is the exact same as Josh. Uh, Wilson and Lamar Jackson, as I'm sure many people projected inside the top 12, both were injured for an extended period of time. So obviously that does not count. Um, you also projected Brady to hit 5,000 yards. Same as Josh. Anyone have him for like 719 pass attempts? Anybody? Dude. So Anybody? what's funny is I had him at I think six, I was about 60 pass attempts off. I had him at 665. And, and that I feels felt That was high. higher than me. Yeah. Yeah. 719, I think, was his end of yep. season. Now, hold on. That, that, I had him at 646. That That's what I had him at. So Oof. I think that does include week 18. So take away week 18. No, we project all the way out, though. We do the entire season. Yeah, we did all 17. All 17 oh, games. I did well, then, 664. Yeah. Dang. So I was the Nutty. lowest on pass attempts among the yeah. <laughs> I remember just struggling. Like, I don't want to make this any lower or any higher, but, like, I just remember struggling with it. So This year was going to be interesting for projections anyway because none of us really out. knew. It. Like, yeah, it's like how many quarterbacks are really going to throw 700 times? Yep. Oh, one. And, and it was the won. oldest quarterback and he's in the, the NFL. Oldest No, well, I don't know. Roethlisberger <laughs> was over seven, wasn't he? Or the team was. I don't no. know if he was over seven, but the team was. If Ben Roethlisberger was over 700 pass attempts, that's the ugliest seven. No, he was 605. Okay. That's true. 3,000 yards passing then. probably. Yes. Yeah, someone um, else was over seven. I don't remember who it was. The, the closest one would be the Chargers at uh, Justin Herbert at 672. Okay. Is the closest. And then Mahomes at 658. Josh Allen at 646. Trevor Lawrence at 602 pass attempts. That's crazy. Okay. I got to figure out where I pulled my stats from. These are awful. You're an idiot. Why do we even have – you know what? Your fantasy career is ending uh, tomorrow because you're turning 40. So well, it's no super be... interesting because they have some of these dead on and then they're way off on others. It's bothersome. Well, Josh, you had nine of the top 12 finishing quarterbacks that you projected to finish inside the top 12. You had Brady over 5,000, like we said. Um, second among quarterbacks is uh, Tom Brady – our third. That's where I had him. At, yeah. Uh, second. I had him projected over 5,000, which in my projections was over five or second, but I also had him projected to finish with the most touchdown passes. And I was technically off on that, but he still led. So I'll take it. Go ahead, Ryan. I figured it out. They, the site I'm using tracks, tracks, pass plays, sacks are pass plays. So yeah, there you go. Uh, yep. Was it the Steelers? Steelers, actually, there were multiple. Uh, the Chargers, the Steelers, and the Chiefs were all over mm-hmm. 700 pass plays, but then sacks. Of course. Down, yep. So. Yep. Um, Dak, you had him finished. Uh, you had as QB8, he finished QB7, threw for more touchdowns than you anticipated. Uh, you're about 10 points off in your projections. Uh, Hertz had a QB11, finished QB11, high on the touchdown passes, um, but you were only 55 rushing yards off. Uh, his total on the season. Uh, Wentz, you're off on the rankings. Uh, QB 12 to your QB 22, but you were uh, nine passing attempts away from getting it actual. You were one passing yard away from having the actual, one passing touchdown away from the actual, and uh, just about 12 points uh, over his total fantasy points. So you had most everything right, except you were about 10 10 rankings off 
by the and end again, of the that's a lot of the injuries. Yeah, that was that you know played into. Plus, it, so. I feel like this was a lower scoring year because I had Kirk Cousins with three hundred forty five points slotted in at nineteenth, and he slotted in at ninth with three hundred sixty six points. So, I think it just speaks to the quarterback position in general. Can we also uh, talk about how Josh was trying to uh, get a? Were you trying to get a second round pick for with Carson Wentz, or you want a first for Carson Wentz? In that super flex league, you super flex league. Yeah, in a super flex. You were trying to get a first. The dude wanted Carson Wentz in a second. You only wanted to give up Carson Wentz in a third. Now I'd be surprised if he wants Carson Wentz in like 2027 seventh round pick. Because what the fuck was that on Sunday? Yeah. You, s- rough. you had to be literally literally back to back years. Jacksonville, worst team in football. All you had to do was beat them. They couldn't do that. And that hinged a lot on Carson Wentz. Two straight plays, two straight turnovers. I'll say, well, Wentz and and I think the coaches take a hit there on motivation as well. That team didn't look up. I I agree. I I agree with you there as well, Ryan. Um, Elixir, we'll get to that question just after we finish all these. You had Big Ben, Josh, finished QB20, had him at QB21. And, I mean, you hit the nail on the head with this one. Sam Darnold had him at QB29, finished at QB29. So I had to throw that one in there for shits and giggles. <laughs> this is a great pick. Yeah, fantastic pick. Ryan, nine of twelve mm-hmm. in the uh, top twelve. Josh Allen, you ranked as two. Uh, in his final rank was one. You had him at four fifty nine. He finished with four seventy four. Uh, you had Mahomes at QB three. He finished four. Dak is QB nine. Actual rank was QB seven, but you were just point nine points off in his points per game. You missed Brady's passing yards by just 117 and Stafford's by 53 and probably Stafford's interceptions by about 10. Uh, it wasn't hard, but you called Matt Ryan sucking, had him at QB 17, finished at QB 19. Your points per game were way off. but Yeah, that's going to become a theme later on. So yeah. I mean, is it shocking Matt Ryan sucks? No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 I knew he was going to suck, but I Not mean, crazy. I called it. Um, before we, again, dive dive a little more into, into some of these guys, um, elixirs is the quality of a team's offensive line a good variable to use when finding a running back to draft i will let anyone take this because i have my thoughts on it but i'll I'll go last i'll let anyone kind of take the reins here i always like to go let the guest go first go ahead Chris. oh sure i would say it's a variable yes but not like a determinative factor i think there's you know timeshare you know run to pass play ratio stuff like that i i mean the Colts drafting Jonathan Taylor is a good example of that helping in your favor, but I don't think it's like nothing more than a variable. Yep. Josh. Uh, oh, okay. Go ahead, Ryan. I was going to say the Colts with Jonathan Taylor is the one side of the coin, but the exact opposite of the coin is the Steelers and Najee Harris, because I let that O-line, I did not have Najee Harris on a single team this year because of all the O-line shit, but you cannot account for 90% workload. (laughs) That just blew everything out of the water with Harris to where I projected a bit somewhere at 65 to 70%, which is ridiculous because I wrote an article for our website last year where I talked about how the Steelers bell cow and not to worry about this. And then I still screwed myself (laughs) over and, and didn't, project it to Najee Harris because I projected that team was so bad. And I called their low rushing attempts. I just did not call all of the work falling to Najee. 
So, so th- this is great. You, you bring up Najee. He, from an efficiency standpoint, he was not efficient on the ground. No, he was yeah, not at all. It was straight volume. Straight vo- This, this is the crazy stat. Of the top thirteen running backs in terms of rushing yards on the season, there was one that averaged less than four yards a carry, and it was Najee Harris. Yep. And he had the second most carries in the NFL behind Jonathan Taylor, who averaged five and a half yards per carry to Najee Harris's 3.9. He <laughs> averaged that, a full... You know, we... Go ahead, Chris. Uh, I was just going to say, I was just that um, week 16 and week 17, where he was at five and almost seven to carry, brought that up from 3.6 per carry. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I went and just saw it was 3.9 and felt that was too high, Chris. So that's a great yeah. pull there because I was like, <laughs> I thought he was way lower than this. And so. also... His longest rush of the season was 37 yards. It, that is straight yeah, Pittsburgh's not a very offensive line. Back either. It, and to, to start the season, too, I mean, I think through week four, we were all like, yeah, Pittsburgh's offensive line is killing Najee Harris right now. But then he had that one game where he had 14 freaking catches for 111 yards. I don't think any of us accounted for Ben Roethlisberger literally being checked down city the entire yep. season. And no, down. yeah, I don't think anybody accounted for that. Yes, Juju going down was definitely played a big factor, but I again, I don't, I don't think anybody saw the receiving upside. I mean, we all knew he has. had the potential for it. I mean, that's why they drafted him in the first round. He was a yeah. running back that could do it all. But again, it, it it's a combination of things. Like Claypool wasn't the same receiver that he was last year. Juju and I think got the hurt. line has a lot to do with that too. Exactly. Yeah. And, and with the offensive line, just being a piece of paper that crumbles quickly all year, Ben had to get rid of the ball as, as quickly as he could. I mean, he's only so long he could stand in there. Who's the first guy that's open? It's Najee. So he's going to dump it off. I, I mean, think- so much of that was buoyed by the one game where he had 19 targets, but even then he still would have finished with 80 targets on the year, which, yeah, I mean, shit, any running back in fantasy, you want that. So, yeah, I was just going to say that um, since week three, which is his 19 target game, he was on a pace for 77 targets. It's perfect. Yeah. And, yeah, and also I'll take that from a running back all, all, all day to yeah. take away to even take away the 14 catches in that game. He still would end with 60 catches on the season for about 355 yards. I don't think anybody projected him at 60 catches. That seems really aggressive. And he tacked on three more touchdowns through the air as well. Um, only 10 total touchdowns on the season, but he still finished, in, you know, incredibly high. I had him at 48 catches. I had him at 46 targets. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. Like, 66 targets. <laughs> that's like 74 He's... receptions is what he ended the season with. Like, that's that's nuts. That's absolutely nuts. Yes. I mean, 10, 10 touchdowns, yes, but how much of that was the overall was part of the pie for you know the Steelers where they have like twenty yeah. touchdowns maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, something. Yeah. I mean, Bell Cow, Derrick Henry, Bell Cow, um, Jonathan Taylor, Bell Cow. Something to add in about Taylor. I'm not diminishing him at all because he's absolutely out of his freaking mind. When his offensive line went down, they just straight up struggled. Yep. Like he wasn't gaining as many yards per carry as we would consistently see. I mean, there was still drives where he would just go for seven yards a carry like he normally would, 
But there was also, I mean, against Jacksonville, he couldn't get a damn fourth and one because his offensive line couldn't block. It like and it's not his fault. People are in the backfield before he even touches the football. So that does play into the offensive line. So bell cows are a different story. You can maybe ignore the offensive line. I mean, exhibit A, like Ryan said, being Najee Harris. Um, but fuck Alvin Kamara, never draft him again. That pile of dog shit. Oh, can't wait to get to him next week. Jeez. <laughs> I hate him so much. I was going to say that, and that's kind of the flip side of the, 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 of the argument. How many bell cows truly are there anymore? Like four. Yeah. I there mean, really don't draft that a, many. Yeah. Don't yeah. draft a guy. That's not really a running back. Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Piece of shit. You don't have to tell me twice. Oh God. The one year, the one year I draft him. <laughs> oh God. Uh, Albert asked, where do we have Ryan Tannehill? Do you guys know? We, we will had get Tannehill? to that. It was the misses. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> oh, let's go. To the misses. All right. Did you Albert. say, where did you have your misses? <laughs> All right, Albert, here you go. Where do we have Ryan Tannehill? Well, we're going to find out as we read. Um, Chris, you said you missed on Carson Wentz and Kirk Cousins being inside the top 12. You said you're pretty close on Kirk Cousins. You just missed passing projected total by 32 yards and a touchdown projected uh, missed by two uh, by two. Uh, just go show the state of the quarterback position this year. You're very correct. Um, big whiff on Tannehill, says Chris. Had him inside the top 10, finished 13th, uh, but had a measly 21 passing touchdowns. Baker and Trevor Lawrence, you had inside the top 20. Mm. Whoops. Did they make the top 25? Lawrence did. No. I I didn't even want to look for Baker. <laughs> did yeah, Lawrence I think Lawrence really? Was twenty three, maybe twenty. I mean, he threw for he had six hundred and two pass attempts, so I would hope that he made it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and a lot of it too was rushing. He had three hundred thirty four rushing yards and two touchdowns. So, and Baker was twenty five. So they both made it. <sighs> yeah. Wow. That's right. <laughs> wow. In fourteen games. Trevor hey, Lawrence, two quarterback leagues. That's useful. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence had 602 pass attempts and 3,600 passing yards. Jimmy Garoppolo had 441 and 200 more passing yards. Yep. Well, Lawrence had possibly the worst completion percentage or second worst when I was looking this up last it week. It was, well, um, yeah, actually, I, I'm going to, I'm scrolling through the list here. He, the next person to have uh, the the two he was worse than complete... Sam Darnold. Yeah, well, I would two... just say I would call Wilson the worst at three eighty three and fifty five percent. So he would be second worst. So yeah, the the Fields worst fifty eight point nine. Yeah. Oh, Taysom Hill yeah. was at fifty eight point. Fields didn't have a lot of attempts though. Neither did Hill. Right. No. Yeah. Uh, Zach Wilson fifty five point six. Yeah, that was rough. And then Lawrence is right there. So yeah, I will. Uh, I'll give his... Wilson. A small glimmer of hope. He definitely looked better the last few games. If he's, I said, if he's going to run the ball, he's a completely different quarterback, and you have to throw this year out if he's going to run the ball like he did at the end. So, what about Trevor Lawrence's lofty two percent touchdown percentage? (laughs) God, holy thirty-first in football. I I think electric. I think the case of Trevor Lawrence is also the case of fantasy analysts liking their players too much because should we have really been this excited about Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault? Now, obviously we hoped DJ Chark was there and and you would hope he's a better player, but. I mean, I mean you James know, Robinson wrong. and Etienne at the time too, though. 
that's fair too. ATN went out at least before projections. So before we finalized them, Marvin Jones finished wide receiver 37. Woo. Startable some weeks. Yeah. If he's your team's wide receiver three, you just, (laughs) I drafted him as a wide receiver three. No, I'm just saying like for your star rookie quarterback, like get his ass a target and you're not doing that at the number one pick probably. So, Oh, you know, it's great to see Tim Patrick at wide receiver 40. My boy guy. No one, no one wanted, no one wanted him. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be on the fucking Jags next year for just another. (laughs) He signed a four year extension. Oh, Oh. that's right. Oh, thank the Lord. Now just get him a fucking quarterback, please. Oh, okay. Josh, you had Stafford cousins and Wentz projected outside the top 12. Uh, respectively quarterback five, nine and 12 finish. I mean, if Stafford doesn't throw like seven of his interceptions, he may finish as quarterback one in all honesty. It's just terrible. Yeah, how many did times not did see you... 41 touchdowns from him? That's nope. for sure. Yeah. He, they threw the lights out. Uh, fields. Yeah. Just QB 15. Dang. That's yeah. tough. I had him high again. It was a lot of it was built on the rushing upside. But I also went with the belief that he was probably going to start 14, 15 games. Yeah, and that's he did not the not the Foles, Dalton, Fields rotation. Yeah, that they had uh, it was around. a it was a merry-go-round all year. Can we can <laughs> we talk about though? Nick Foles, the most electric quarterback with no pressure ever. I mean, dude comes off the bench in the snow and finds fucking Demir Bird for a two-point conversion. I mean. John Harbaugh needs to take notes on how to call a fucking two-point conversion for Matt Nagy, apparently. <laughs> God, also, I, I'm sorry, just go back to that play. Nick Foles, Demir Bird was open the moment the ball was snapped, and he took two and a half seconds to actually throw him the football, <laughs> which made the play so much better that they completed it because he was wide open. Oh, I say he it. was he was there to keep it exciting. He didn't want it to be easy. I it, right? it was I literally screaming. He's at trying my to give Seattle a chance. Let's be honest. <laughs> I was screaming at my television. Like he's open. He's open. He's open. Didn't throw it. Maggie was screaming at the television, telling him that he was open. Oh, terrible. So Ryan what do we think? Falls in falls in Indy next year. Oh my God. Please. please the comedy. <laughs> If there's a God, Nick Foles will back up Carson Wentz in Indy, and then he will get hurt, and then Nick Foles will come in and lead Indianapolis to a Super Bowl. Hopefully lose. We did not bring his name up, but Foles to push Mayfield could be an interesting. Can we just – Cleveland. How about just don't – Yeah, especially because we know Stefanski's MO, just hitting the ball off. Nick Foles can do that. Yeah. Is it is it his MO though? Because he's decided multiple times this season to just abandon the run in multiple games. Like against Baltimore when they were literally trying to give them the game with four interceptions from Lamar Jackson. And he said, Yeah, but oh, when I'm they have a lead, that's throw. all they do is run the football. They were literally no they were not down by more, more any more than six points in that let game. Let me rephrase that. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Stefanski is a moron. So <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's as good of a head coach as people think. Nor yeah, offensive no. coordinator for that matter. Uh, yeah. uh, I, so I'm going to back up. Um, I think he could be a good head coach. He needs a strong offensive coordinator. I did a lot of digging on Stefanski and he is very well thought of. And he is thought of as an organizational leader, not a play caller. And that's what you 
sort of one out of your head coach if you have strong coordination. Yeah. And then if the head coach is smart enough to actually give up play calling. Yeah. Which he's not. Which he's not. Yep. So. Josh, you had Tannehill at QB9. He finished 13 way off in projections. You missed on Kyler Murray. Uh, missed three games. Lamar missed five. Russell Wilson missed three. Obviously, you missed on them largely due to injuries. Can't really project injuries uh, unless you're Julio Jones. Then you can 100% predict injury. <laughs> Will Fuller. Yeah. Will, no, Will Fuller, you can just predict idi- <laughs> idiocracy from Will Fuller. Um, Ryan, you... uh. Kyler Murray and Ryan Tannehill killed you. Uh, Lamar and Russ, but injury played its part. Um, you were under on Stafford, Burrow, Cousins, and Wentz. Uh, Wentz shows a problem in your projections. You're only five points off on his end of season total, but he was your quarterback, 27. Yeah. So you like you like just put out for quarterbacks. Apparently. Yeah. Give them all the points. I said yeah. you get 100 extra points. You get 100 extra. Ryan's over, win- over here. Yeah, the Oprah Winfrey show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, what the fuck is up with Kyler Murray? Like what, what's the, what's the issue? Is it him? Is it injuries Cliff. that he sustains mid season? Thank you, Chris. Jeez. God. Yes. God. I was going to say, Chris is the West guy. I'm just He's super NFC West fan. So. I'm just super excited to bash on Cliff. Oh, Any God. chance I get, I'd love to bash on Cliff. Who but we can all... floor is yours, Chris. Go for well, it. I was going to say, we can all agree that they're going to get it together win the Super Bowl and win me four thousand dollars, right? We can all agree on that. <laughs> here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. They they play a Ram, a Rams team with I, a quarterback who has never won a playoff game. Ooh. So that's just something to throw never, out there. In my in my realistic projections. Though. Yeah, I say in my realistic projections, I do have the Rams winning game one, but my Thank I you. am I am a Cardinals fan for this entire playoffs, meaning until they lose game one. And then, Joe, I have to hear about that, you calling that for the last two months. Calling that for the last two months, yeah. Yeah. But Um, just to bring up Stafford, he had never won the division until this year, so it's your first. Just throwing that out. Right. 100%. My my worry with Stafford is he seemed to – but not that. Is he seemed to slip back into old habits – of just chucking it up downfield and hoping a receiver would catch it. That receiver True being that. Calvin Johnson, who most of the time would catch the football. Say, it's, worked, it's worked when it was Calvin Johnson and it's, it's Calvin Johnson. Decent with Cooper cups. <laughs> it, it works decent with Cooper cup, but here's the thing. Cooper cup is not six foot five. Nope. Um, so and, and neither is Odell Beckham. Neither is Van Jefferson. Um, Who's their fourth receiver on the frigate? Tutu Atwell? Who the hell? Who the hell? Is that? Ben, that it's team? Ben Skoranek. Yeah. What? Ben Skoranek. Oh, good. Okay. So Odell, Van, <laughs> and Cooper Cup, we're going to stick with those three. We're not going to talk yeah. about anybody else. 100%. Um, <laughs> it's, he, he started slipping back in old habits, and I am worried that carries over into the playoffs. Now, I still think Arizona is so bad that the Rams still win this game. But it yeah, is a division to... game, so I don't care if it's the playoffs. It's a division game. To me, they're always toss-ups, always. I'm curious to see how much effect uh, J.J. Watt has on that defense when he comes back. All, all the effect. <laughs> all of the Chris, effect. Chris, we never gave you your moment to go in on the NFC. Yeah. West. Go ahead, buddy. I was just going to say with Cliff Kingsbury, it's just like every play is just Kyler Murray run around and make something happen. The offense looks very pedestrian 
it doesn't look like the Kyler Murray I saw for, you know, when he was at Oklahoma, just lighting, lighting up teams. It's just, you know, they have Hopkins. I mean, Kirk's okay. Green's okay. as like secondary options. Rondell Moore is exciting. Um, Green is great. They're their running backs are good. There should be no reason why this offense isn't like a top five offense in well, football. You, you hit a point where you said run around a lot. If he could run his ass past the line of scrimmage, it would certainly yeah, help his fantasy numbers a little I mean, bit. If they called plays like I know that, exactly yes, what you but... mean. I'm just like, <laughs> I think he had way, half bro. as many rushing yards as he did last year. He did. He had and that was that. a huge reason why yes. he was QB 10 versus like QB three, even with missing three games or QB one um, where some jackass projected him. So. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I had him at a- two, so. AJ green wide receiver, 37 weeks, one through 17. Everyone said he was dead. He was playable. I do want to say I'm relatively sure Joe and I staked our reputation on top 36. So I'm a little upset. Did. One off. <laughs> oh, off. Um, but I mean, more often than not, he was a startable receiver, but that's, that's not, that's not the discussion. That's two weeks from now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I Cause man, did we all fucking miss on Tannehill for me? It was touchdowns. Um, I had him projected at nine more touchdowns than what he actually finished with. That's tough. And, and that was me putting too much faith in Julio. And I still kept Julio at six touchdowns because it's fucking Julio. Um, I expected more out of the tight ends and then obviously losing Derrick Henry, but I mean, that didn't really help Tannehill any, but man, I had a lot of faith in that dude and man, did he let me down, but he showed some fire towards the end there. I I mean, you say you missed by nine. I missed by 13. <laughs> you wanna, where, you wanna where, was he in, where was he in your rankings though, Chris? Nine. Okay. Cause I had him at six and I still only missed by nine, but I also met at 4,700 yards and I can't imagine he was anywhere near that. No, I, had like, him yeah, I missed him by a thousand fucking yards. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Big I time. had him at 4372 in terms of passing yards and I had him at 31 touchdowns. Um, I think he only, he, yeah. And had 14 interceptions. I had him at 10. Uh, his saving grace really, even why he was QB 13 was the fact that he had seven rushing touchdowns mm-hmm. this year. Which that felt wow, really high. I mean, I had him at six. I had him at five. Which I even like now looking back on it, how the hell did I get to six rushing touchdowns? But so that'll be a fun. Can we uh, talk about how, you know, he had 21 touchdowns and, you know, he was QB 13 and we're saying how big of a whiff it was. Yeah. 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 That's, that's still wild to me. Like, well, and that's, yeah, that's really goes into the the lineup all year. Julio was hurt. I mean, he just really didn't have his his weapons. Westbrook Aquino. Fun. Uh, yeah, I didn't even have him statted out. Nope. Didn't know who he was <laughs> until week three. What's funny is when he first – he had that, like, two-touchdown game in his first game in, I didn't put him on our waiver wire pickup list, and I still refused to project him for, like, two more weeks. I'm like, it's a one-week. I didn't project him either. <laughs> yep. Fun, uh, fun fact about Julio Jones, he finished 77 spots lower than A.J. Green. In the, uh, in the final <laughs> final seat. Remember when yeah. people were drafting Julio Jones as their wide receiver too? And I was like, well, that's kind of stupid. So, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, Joe, I was a guy who me and you went at it a little bit and, and I was stick in the mud, but there's no denying Julio is completely untrustworthy at this point. I, I don't know 
when he's worth draft capital next year. Uh, to me, to me, he's not. And I, he will go down, I think, as the second best receiver of his generation behind Antonio Brown. You can argue, you know, one, two with either of them. But since his hamstring started acting up three, four seasons ago, whatever it was. Yeah, it's been rough sledding. It's been tough. When he's in the lineup and when his hamstring's not bothering him, I I would I would argue he is still a top seven receiver in the NFL in terms of just raw fucking ability. But he just can't stay healthy anymore. And, and it's always I, I'm not a physical therapist. I don't know shit about shit. How like this season when we got into our argument, Joe, it was a, the over under on his catches for one of my uh, Thrive videos. It was the hamstring two damn plays into the game. And it's like, yep. come on, man. Why are you even there if you're re-aggravating <laughs> that fucking quickly? <laughs> so the, the biggest thing, what I've what I've learned from my dad being a P, him being a PT, hamstring is all stretching and tightness. Like you pull your hamstring, you probably like you probably didn't stretch it too well, like your legs are tight. So I don't know if his stretching routine is tight. I I imagine like People have told him, Julio, stretch, like do a lot of stretching like that. That's the biggest thing when it comes to your hamstring is just stretching and making sure it's properly activated. Well, what's funny is fantasy has me terrified of hamstring injuries right now. I'm in a bunch of playoff bowls. I refuse to take any flyer on Leonard Fournette because I'm like, this motherfucker's getting hurt. Game one. <laughs> hamstring, <laughs> hamstrings are up there with sprained ankles as some of the worst injuries to position players because they could be in the lineup for two plays and then out the rest of the game because they re-aggravated it. A, 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 and we've said this before on the show, you, uh, you'd rather break your ankle instead of sprain it because yeah. you break it. You're back in four to six weeks. You know, the timetable you sprain it. You could li- that could linger the entire season. So, all right. Uh, what are we on now? Surprises. Ooh, yeah. surprises. surprises yeah. A couple names we've already mentioned. Uh, Carson Wentz, uh, the biggest surprise for Chris, not missing any time with it, with uh, his injury. I mean, I mean, it was surprising. Facts, bro. Facts. He says uh, finishing finishing inside the top twelve. Uh, Jonathan Taylor works wonders uh, to make sure you're a good. Quarterback. I was gonna say I only statted him out for fifteen games. Like I yeah. fully expected him to at least miss two. Miss two, and um, he was on on the verge of missing one with COVID. So yeah, and then yeah. the NFL with, changed with the, the rules change. just yeah. for him. So. Yeah, right. Can you imagine if they changed it a week earlier and Austin Eckler could have fucking played against the Texans? Yeah, could you imagine if James Robinson wasn't cursed by some asshole? Joe yes. would be a champion some, right now. Some dickhead underneath me with a mustache. <laughs> I actually don't know if I would have been a champion. I didn't look to see. Oh, you would have. James Robinson was scoring fifty-seven points. There, Okay. Well, it would have been my semifinal, so I would have made it I to the championship. Saying. Okay, great. Um. I mean, he did have one carry for 10 yards, so he averaged 10 yards a carry. In exactly. That game. He was getting so, 20 carries for 200 yards. <laughs> love it. Um, and Chris says how bad the rookie class was other than uh, Mac Jones, who was solid. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, Chris saying that he thought Lance would start at least eight games. Uh, Herbert inside the top three. Uh, been a big fan since his Oregon days. Just didn't see a path. Had that ceiling. You had him at 10. So um, liked him, yeah, just I- not as much as quarterback three. I've been screaming into the void for anyone who listened since, you know, he was at Oregon that he should have been taken ahead of Tua. Yep. And, you know, my friends who are Chargers fans are like, oh, I'm bummed that they missed out on Tua. But I I've said it on Herbert our draft show. 
I'm still I'm still riding my high that I'm two and zero on Justin Herbert downsides against the New England yeah. Patriots. I'm just I'm riding high on that. I'm riding my high that we were all down on him in that dynasty league. You guys got in with me that first year, and I was able to get Herbert and ride him to a championship and a third place finish. So. That's true. <laughs> Josh, you were shocked at Derek Carr over 600 pass attempts, 4,800 yards with Waller missing six games and rugs oh, being shit. cut mid season. Not to mention a coaching change. I mean, again. All it took was John Gruden being uh, fired, Darren Waller getting injured, and Henry Ruggs getting cut for people to finally fucking realize Hunter Renfro is a good receiver. Ugh. I mean, we've all known he's good. It's just but been have we? Have we? Have we, Joshua? Okay, there, we? there's a difference between being a good football player and being a good fantasy asset. This year, he actually became a good fantasy asset. He's been startable certain weeks over the past couple years. Just, you know, teams that can't cover the slot. And, dude, we've talked about it on the show. You've talked about it. Ryan's talked about it. I've talked about it. Like, it's not that big of a secret. But, again, it's are they going to get rugs involved? Are they going to take these deep shots with um, with Edwards? How much are they going to throw to Waller? Waller being out for six games made them refocus the offense. I don't like your tone of voice. I'm just saying. I mean, I was going back and I was looking at my projections, like looking at rugs. I didn't have any. The only uh, player on that team that I had over 100 targets was Waller. That was it. He was literally the only one. Everybody else, 80, 70, 70, 75, 85. Like it was just all bunched up because you did not know where the football was going, but you knew that Waller was going to get the football. That was it. Well, white chocolate came to the party. That's all that matters. There you go. Love I mean, you know, it also goes to you know Josh Jacobs' utilization in the passing game too, with yeah. Waller going yeah. down. Yeah, once Drake went four down. targets yeah. and Drake, and Drake. Yeah. Yep. Um, Mac Jones, Josh also had to not expect him to be the top rookie quarterback. He also had Jimmy G held on to the starting job after the team traded up for Lance. Um, he looked like I, I was I was surprised with how well Jimmy Garoppolo looked this year. He looked fantastic against the Rams last week. I don't know if it was because the amount of painkillers they shot him up with before the game and then at halftime again. Um, Because you don't say it feels like the webbing of my finger is being split open and then play a football game without having like army level like sedatives built into your hand. I'll say this about Jimmy G. Like even throughout his time with with the Niners, like when he's played most of the season, He's done well, not necessarily, excuse me, in terms of fantasy, but he's had a high completion percentage, which, again, when you get the ball in the hands of these playmakers, that's what this offense is built on yards after the catch and yards after the touch. Like, they break tackles and go. Is their hand forced to switch to Trey Lance now, or does the playoffs have a big say in that? Or I think at this point, you you have to stick it out with Jimmy G. Unless he's so hurt that he cannot play. I don't know how you can say, sorry, He's talking we're next going season. Like, yeah, I don't even mean this week. I'm talking next okay. season. Are they with this pick they spent on Lance? Are they, is their hand forced at this point? I don't know that it's forced, but I will say that it's ultimately going to be is a team going to give us a pick for Jimmy G because of how well he played? He led us to the playoffs. But if a team gives them a good enough draft pick to move on from Jimmy G, then yeah, let's start the investment now. Like Trey Lance, it looks like he made strides. I understand it was against the Texans, but he looked better in that second start against them 
versus the first start that he had to go in for Jimmy G. So you can see there's there's progression there. And that's ultimately what you want to see. This isn't like, you know, moving on from Aaron Rodgers to go to Jordan Love. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. Smart like he's move. not an all-timer should, but, at quarterback. They should move on from But Rodgers. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, is, he's a free agent, so they would probably have oh. to tag him. Um, this the last year's okay. deals. No, no shot they tag him. him. Yeah, they're not tagging him. That's, what, $37 million to tag him, probably? Not after you gave up two yeah. first to get... Lance, no way. No. So where do we where do we want him? Let's just play that game. I want him but in New Orleans. Pittsburgh. New we Orleans want, would make perfect sense. We want Garoppolo. Yeah, I like him Carolina. In Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's fun. Carolina. Carolina. I'd like to know who their offensive coordinator is, but that could be fun. With I don't us, care. DMC. Get me get me someone. That... Clint Kubiak. No fuck. Oh, yeah, I've heard that they were talking with him. Yeah, Clint Kubiak. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. The world-renowned son of Gary Kubiak, famed Texans <laughs> head coach. Um, yeah, I mean, no, I if, think he would be perfect in New Orleans because, again, like that's Sean Payton, short thinking dunks, accurate passes. That's what Jimmy on, G does well. Hold on, hold on. If he can bring the same mentality from San Francisco and Debo Samuel to DJ fucking Moore. Oh yeah, or Deontay Johnson. Uh, yes, or Deontay Johnson. No, okay. Yeah, but he, he doesn't Deontay have a fighting Johnson, chance okay, in that right. offensive line. I, that, I've that been to in, me, is the big difference. Death. I've been an advocate for Jameis to Pittsburgh for years now, so I'm, I'm going to root for that this offseason. So. What's, uh, what's interesting, I mean, this still isn't good, but Roethlisberger was only sacked, I say only, uh, the seventh most in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to guess would be leading by a country mile. Uh, Garoppolo was sacked 29 times, which was 23rd in the NFL. Um, and you want to guess who was number one? Burrow. Joe yeah. Burrow. Oh, yeah. That wasn't even yep. hard to think about. 51 times mm. he was sacked this season. Still managed yeah, to go for 4,600 yards. Most among quarterbacks. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. And yet, I still feel like Jamar Chase was the right pick, even though I was yes. downing it on draft day. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, and that's the thing. And, and this week is going to be a – a big question because uh, that Raiders front four gets the most pressures without blitzers among four down linemen in the NFL. Max Crosby, Crosby is, is disgusting. Great play. Max yeah. Crosby is disgusting. Albert and brings up a good a one. Different Raiders team that they played. They look a lot better. More insane. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're tired as all hell with so many overtime games this year. But they're they're gonna give the Bengals all they've got. So I'm, definitely that game to me is the one that I'm most interested to watch. Oh, see, I see it as a boat race, but I don't see it as a boat race. I do see it. I think Cincy wins by ten. I think it went by ten. Um, I I like Cincy too. Jimmy G to to the Washington Football Team. Give I'm Terry McLaurin a a viable quarterback for once. Um, Curtis Samuel on Dinkin Dunks. Logan is Thomas? I want to rewind because I know we all are non-Jimmy G haters in this group. I still hate him a little bit. I say a little, <laughs> but is that the quarterback where we finally hold Terry McLaurin accountable? Because right yeah. now Terry McLaurin is not pass. going downfield. <laughs> exactly. Jimmy G's not yeah, and that's field. that. That's the un- unless he would they... work great for DJ Moore because Moore is so good at breaking oh. tackles. Exactly. And gaining uh, yards after the catch. Well, how about this? But where would, with McLaurin, where would put... that's really not his game. He just he, he'll get peppered with targets, sure. But, if Curtis yeah. if Curtis Samuel plays fourteen games and Jimmy Garoppolo's in Washington, how do you feel about Curtis Samuel? 
I would I, very I feel much pretty like fucking good about Curtis Samuel. Yeah. So, but yes, no, you are. It's it's a good point, Ryan. Unless they change Terry McLaurin's route tree to be shorter and more dink and dunk, you can't you can't hold him accountable because Jimmy Garoppolo is not throwing. 40 yards down the field, mostly because the last time he did it, he missed a wide open Emmanuel Sanders <laughs> to win the Super Bowl. So but I think that brings up a good point about the football team. They're uh, stuck in they the mud. I don't see any I don't see any way they get better at QB unless it's something like Jimmy G or Winston or something. But like what are they gonna start like Howell or Matt, uh Stroud from the draft? No, not Stroud. I, Sorry, that's I think Corral. I think so. Is there any chance they can get that kid from Pittsburgh that everybody likes? I don't know a ton about the draft, but I just I they, they I don't think they have a high enough like, pick. The way the way their team is set up, I don't know if it's set up for a rookie QB, um, you know, go going through growing pains. Well, here, here's the thing. It again, in theory, this this um the Washington football team defense on paper should be great. So in theory, you should have a really good defense to put and help your young quarterback. Now the football team currently sits at 11. That is a stretch to going to get that quarterback because now Jacksonville obviously has their quarterback Detroit. Do they stick it out one more year with golf? They probably will and wait for next year's class. The Texans. I think they stick with Davis mills. Mm -hmm. I don't think they draft a quarterback. Uh, the Jets have their quarterback. The Giants. Now, they that's a real do. contender. The Giants have two picks in the top seven. Yep, five and seven. Five and seven. They Carolina could, they could is also there. With the Jets. Yeah. Carolina is also there. Atlanta. Now, again, it, that's if Atlanta moves on from Matt Ryan, but we think they're not going to. Denver. And then it comes to the they Washington football team at 11. The Jets have the 10th pick from Seattle. So... I mean, there's a few hoops to jump through. I mean, they it might fall. I don't think Kenny Pickett's jumping off anybody's draft boards. Now, that could change, obviously, over the next few months. Gonna, it's all going to be pro days. combine pro days meetings because we're getting all of that this year. Yeah. Whereas yeah. we didn't really get that last year. And yeah. all it takes is one of these teams that's coaching down at the Senior Bowl to fall in love with one of these quarterbacks or at the combine, the pro days, and then somebody jumps up because they don't want to take the chance that their guy doesn't make it to him. Because again, quarterback position, most important position in football. Those are the darts that you're going to throw. And if you miss, you miss. It is what it is. But if you and get that is- one right, your franchise is set up for the next 10 plus years. Yeah. So teams will this is they'll, perfect. They'll make that sacrifice. This is a perfect draft to trade down to if you're Jacksonville, if you're exactly Houston. exactly what I've been Detroit. saying this whole time. I mean, there's no... I mean, yes, the defensive end from Oregon, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, Thibodeau, and then Aiden Hutchinson, plus that offensive lineman from um, Alabama, are everyone's top Needle. three. But like, they're not—they're not like someone you, you can't have to prospect. pick. Yeah. yeah. Now, Chris, so, someone that I, I I think is a little interesting, and I brought this up I think last week. I I don't know if he's declared, and you might know better watching college football. But the kid from Kentucky—I'm forgetting his name—the quarterback. Um, Rivera drafted a guy in the first round last year from Kentucky, Jamin Davis. And I mean, I'm not going to say he's jumped off the page, but he's been a solid rookie. Um, the kid from Kentucky is, I believe a red shirt junior. So he still has one more year of eligibility. If he wants to play, I mean, that might be a guy that they go after a lot of people saying he has very raw talent, but 
I mean, he led Kentucky to a way better season than I think anybody thought they would have had. So, and that to me kind of seems like a Rivera guy. You know, it's maybe, possible, but it's yeah. I, I don't I don't know if he's declared or not, but you know, my yeah, personal I think opinion we still have one he would wait till twenty or so. Yeah. He'd wait for twenty twenty three when the draft class is just so hyped up. Everyone's gonna be wanting a QB in that draft class. But do you also maybe come out this year knowing that it's not as hyped up and if you play well in the combine, you are a first round pick. Whereas next year he might not be a first round pick. Or you could fall based on demand. Exactly. And it's, you know, you get away both options, but if he comes out, I think that could be a real contender for the Washington football team. Again, I'm not going to say I know much about him, but could be a, you know, a new face that might be, uh, might be thrown at Terry McLaurin. All right. To wrap up my sleeper picks, there's no real like sleepers at the quarterback position. Cause most, I feel like most everyone is drafting them roughly where they should be drafted. Um, I had Baker Mayfield and Zach Wilson. And I, I said this when we did the look inside shows. I didn't like anybody else on the team. And we said this in pregame. It's good that I didn't like anybody else on the team because everyone else sucked. Um, like, I, I believe I believe for uh, the, the Jets, we had Elijah Moore as the rookie. So I couldn't pick Elijah Moore yeah. as a sleeper. Um, so I, I just and Jamison Crowder was the trust fall. <laughs> yeah, it was it was something like that. No, Corey Davis. Oh, Corey Davis was upside or something. One of the two. Yeah. But yeah, and I hated Corey Davis anyway. So yeah. um Zach Wilson, Baker Mayfield. I mean, there were games you could have started Zach Wilson. You weren't going to. Like the odds of you actually starting Zach Wilson that week were very low. The two quarterbacks that I found this season that were flat out untrustable, like based on that, Trevor Lawrence and Matt Ryan. It didn't matter what the matchup looked like. They weren't gonna perform to the matchup. It was just it was miss or miss for the most part. I'm not saying they didn't. I mean, I don't know that Trevor Lawrence had a good game outside of week 18 where he looked decent, but the matchup didn't matter. Cause I tried to ride this Trevor Lawrence thing on streaming. Yeah. League every yeah. time he had a soft DFS too. Yep. Yep. And we were, we were in the chats about it and, and it just didn't work plain and simple. So in four point per touchdown, he had one top 12 week. Trevor. Who is, the, who is this? Sorry. Trevor Mayfield? Lawrence. Two. Trevor if you Lawrence. count week Trevor 18. Lawrence. Wow. In four yeah, points not... per touchdown. And that that and that finish was tenth in week five. Is that good? No. <laughs> no. Okay, good. Just want to check in. But the Jags make... aren't a good team, so I, I don't know that we really thought that he would be like lights. I was gonna say, I'm not I'm not killing Trevor Lawrence the player at all, but my God, 2021 Trevor Lawrence was a piece of shit, plain and simple. So lost. I won't yeah, go that far. Glad I didn't have the 101 in 2021 Superflex drafts. So fun story. I uh I got I got asked to take over an orphan like while the guy was on the clock at the 106 and needed a quarterback. Matt Ryan was my only quarterback. Took Trevor Lawrence, threw him on my taxi squad, did nothing. Had a guy begging me for him the whole year. Finally got him to give me up his first pick of the draft, which ended up being this year's 101 for Trevor oh, Lawrence. Nice. I've never been happier in my damn life. <laughs> wow. <laughs> how to how to swing that, Ryan? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I wish people would trade like that with me. Um, yeah, I mean, in our in our dynasty league, Trevor Lawrence went 108. Yeah. I mean, it's where he was going in most drafts, in most single quarterback yeah. drafts. So. Justin Fields went 110. Then it went to Trey Lance. Zach Wilson was a freaking third round pick. So Davis Mills, five nine by uh Tim. 
Yeah. So Davis Mills, Mac Jones were probably the QB winners for their rookie year. I mean, not probably they were. So I think Davis Mills has good tools to build on, and I think he can turn into. I said, I've used I used team. Davis Mills twice this year on a two QB team that lost Russell Wilson. Like he was sitting on my I, taxi squad, I had to promote him, and I used him, and I wasn't. It didn't hurt me. So I, I picked yeah, up I Davis Mills up a lot of Davis Mills in Superflex because he was all always there in the third round. I'm like, I'll take the dart throw, see what happens. I, I picked up Davis Mills in Four Eyed, and because Trevor Lawrence was absolute garbo, I started Davis Mills over Trevor Lawrence that week, and it paid dividends. It's like 20 more points in four-eyed scoring. I say, I don't know if the stat hold true, but Davis Mills had more 300-yard games than all other rookie quarterbacks combined. So. Wouldn't shock me. Yeah. I think Mac I'm only glad. had one. Yeah. Maybe two. So, I, yeah, I believe it. I'm glad Coley, you know, stuck his neck out for him. I I also don't... <laughs> I also... Josh got it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. Explain the joke. Dude's got a freaking neck. Bro, yeah. like, you're like oh, Mike oh yeah. Neck. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also, again, I think I said it last week. David Cully, I don't think he was that bad. No, I, I no, mean, he definitely wasn't. It's he funny. got them four more wins than they should have had. So well, yes. we said it in the preseason that he was the sacrificial lamb, and I'm in group chats with uh, football guys, people, and the best quote I saw was, "The only reason you fired David Cully is if you hired him to fire David Cully." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, he did a good job, and I mean the second half. I don't of the think Coley. I don't think Coley deserved to be fired, and obviously Flores. The, the Dolphins are fucking idiots. Um, but I Wait. don't think I don't think either one. All everything that's been coming out is like fired. a power struggle. Coley was fired. I don't think David Coley was not fired. Oh no no no, he was rumored. You're right. I'm absolutely wrong. Yeah, so. he was. I, I think he just, I think there's another chance. The way the Texans played in the second half of the season, especially the defense, again, they're not world beaters, but they looked, uh, they looked at least like a team that you actually had to prepare for. Not like the Jaguars, where the Pats showed up and dropped 50 on them in a receiver who nobody had ever heard of and was on the practice squad 48 hours prior to kickoff, scored two touchdowns on them. That's the Jaguars. I mean, they, they beat the Titans. They uh, stomped on the Chargers. They almost beat the Titans again. It's a good building blocks down there. I think so. I think again, they they, they had definitely more wins against winning teams than the Philadelphia Eagles did. <laughs> really? So I mean, all the I'm Eagles did is... not beat a single team with a winning record huh? this year. All, and made all I'm playoffs. hearing Except is for New Orleans. Yeah. Listen, all I'm hearing technically is that... they didn't have a winning record. They finished the oh, game you mean nine and eight. Nine and eight. Hey, yeah, oh, they nine did finish nine and eight. Nine eight. Oh, yeah. So, so I think when we beat them, though, they weren't winning. So there's that. Whatever. Go ahead. All I'm hearing is that the Texans should have the seven seed in the NFC. That's all I'm hearing. Yeah. They should have the seven seed with four wins in a conference they don't play in. I think you know, by oh, NFL yeah. logic, it makes sense. There you go. I'm yeah. with it. So, also Rex Burkhead Mel- and Royce Freeman to to take down the Tampa Bay Bucks. I love it. Thanks, Geek Mill. Appreciate you, man. Um, not a sponsor, but Bad Birdie uh, polos. They are very comfortable. Also a tad bit expensive, uh, but 
Uh, Santa Claus brought me this one. Joe flexing on us right now. I was just about to say that's Ryan's job flexing the money. (laughs) No, I'm not. Well, I I just said Santa Claus brought it to me. So, am I really flexing money? I'm literally. I had two two of my uh, three pieces of outer wear that I'm wearing. My shirt and my watch uh, were brought to me by Santa. Uh, The pants I bought in an outlet store in Alabama for like twenty dollars. So, my shirt was given to me. Yeah, Harry Potter shirt on. Yes. Ryan, Ryan, let's be honest. Everything in that house was given to you. Yeah, pretty much my <laughs> life has been given to me at this point. So it's a, it's a good life Ryan lives. All right. It is. Big thank you to Chris for joining us. He'll be here the next three weeks doing running backs, wide receivers, then tight ends to be held accountable for our preseason rankings next week. As we said, running backs. Uh Chris's Thrive Day props article drops this weekend. Joel's blurred lines piece. Um both will help fill the void. Oh, yeah, Blurred Line Shop this morning. Yeah. Cool. Clubfantasyffl.com. Uh, and uh, this basically can help fill the void of the 2021 fantasy season, keep it going on DFS and sports betting. Uh, and for those thirsty for the DFS picks, Ryan and Kira will be going on DFS and chill in the postseason. It's now moved into the starts at different day time slots. So 11 a.m. Eastern Saturday is when uh, DFS and chill will be. And Britt Flynn will be joining for the third time in what I think is a month. Well, no. Well, she was on the DF or the Start Sit show. We canceled last Sunday. Um, Kira's you COVID suck. flared up. I'm making a commitment to the Club Fantasy listener base. We will not cancel the rest of this offseason, even if it's me jumping on by myself reading the damn show sheet because I don't know shit about DFS. We're gonna be there for you. So. <laughs> I can I can show up and like scream like Stephen A. Smith and act like I know something about. I DFS. love it. You know what? I'll just bring random people on, no prep work, and we will give the worst fucking lineups, and you just pick somebody else, not who we tell you to pick. So. Entertainment, I, baby. Yeah, that's why we come here. No, we'll be we'll be there no matter what. I it's it's our first year running a full slate. We are getting the feel for the show. It felt awkward trying to run it with two people, especially without Kira, who is the queen of DFS. But I don't want to let people down for the playoffs, so we'll be there. I will leave you with my picks for the playoffs. I'm not going to do spreads because I don't know them off the top of my head. You tell me if you disagree. Bengals. I still think God. the Raiders have a shot. I think they can cover. They have too. a shot, yes. I think I think they're going to get out to a quick lead, but the Bengals will end up being them by 10. Patriots. I want I picked I them to go to the Super so Bowl, bad. so I'll, I yeah. yeah. I just I have to say it. I have yeah, I'm on the I'm on the Bills. Yeah. Um yeah. Buccaneers. Their yep. boot stomping Philly. Sorry, yep. Josh. Um, I, I, I have a buddy of mine who's going to the game. He's like, dude, how come you can't go? I'm like Bitch, I'm broke. Like, I yeah. know it's a playoff game, but I'm not going to waste money to watch my team get boots. Get stomped. <laughs> like, it ain't. No, uh, no way. Well, we were beautiful last time. I'm like, stop. Cowboys. Love, and I hate myself for saying that. Yeah. yeah. The Chiefs. I, 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 even, even Ben Roethlisberger knows they have no chance. Okay. I, the more important question is, do the Chiefs win by two touchdowns or less? They co- the, spread point, is, the spread's 12, 12. and a half. right? Yeah. Cover. Easy. <sighs> Easy. Yeah, I think so too. Easy. I, oh, I such I, a big spread for a playoff game. <laughs> I, I said it earlier. I, I parlayed the Chiefs minus 12 and a half and the Cowboys minus three. Uh $28 to win 101 or something like that. I just parlayed it together. Uh and then Rams Cardinals. Rams. I don't like it's the it, one I've had but... the most trouble with when I was building my playoff bowl Rude. teams. 
Yeah, it's well, I think it's because of the damn my head wants the Cardinals so bad, but my heart knows it's the I guess it's the other way around. My heart wants the Cardinals so bad, my wallet wants the Cardinals so bad, but my head knows it's the Rams. So and I forgot one last thing before we hop off. Uh re-spinning the wheel are we now, Josh. Don't get wheels. a hold of the the winners from our start sit different day show to, uh, about a week and a half ago. So, guess we're yes. just gonna respin and find someone else to give these pretty jerseys Woo. to. Let's do it. Yay. You know, guess we're just gonna go that route. So can't this see one the will names. be. Cool. Oh, you I'm know, on there. This is our... yes, you are. Magic <laughs> Chris this gets invited on the show and wins. All that. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'll take it. At least this we'll be able to get a hold of the Chris Godwin jersey. Yes, it's, yeah, Chris. Chris Godwin. Here we go. <laughs> Chris now, with a Chris Godwin jersey. I'm rooting for Chris or Angie, just because Angie always jumps on when we're shitting on her team. So, I mean, but she's a Falcons fan. I don't know that she yeah, would want a Chris. Godwin I was jersey. I was gonna say the... she'd get a she'd get a jersey of the team that shits on her team twice a year. So, Ooh. I know John oh, will hey. answer me. I know John will answer me. So that will be for the uh, Godwin jersey. So John, yep. uh, Johnny we'll Helms, will be inside. And then when he does answer you, remind him that he's a dick for not answering me about DFS and chill at all. <laughs> <laughs> I will gladly do so. I will gladly do. Love, so. love you, John. Answer your DMs. All right, and the <laughs> next one. Nope, not that one. It just got really hot right now. Oh, whatever. I'm just right. kidding. So then this one. Wait, no. This is our dedicated listeners. This correct? is our uh, this is our start set different day dedicated listeners. Oh, son of a. Oh, wait, no. See, this is right why it, it did it again. Yeah. Now I have to go through it. I'll have to spin the. Uh, uh, All right. We'll, we'll do it next Wednesday. You I'll do the suck. DJ Moore one on Saturday. You suck. God, I'll pop in. Do you want to come? No, actually, I, I'll. I'll I'll send all the info to you, Ryan, and, and you can spin it for the DJ Moore jersey. So, Ooh, John, I'll get, I get to, to for the, I get to yeah. participate. I hope I win the DJ Moore jersey. Am I involved? You're not on the list, buddy. Yep, Fuck I'm, you. I'm a dedicated <laughs> listener to now this show. Now that I'm in charge, I'm kicking you, know, you off. The I'm list. so dedicated, I show up <laughs> to talk about the show I'm and the then listen now. to it again the day after. Okay, let's get out of here. For let's Josh, Chris, it. and Ryan, I smell dinner, so I just want to fucking leave. Um, for Josh, Chris, Ryan, and me, you're telling you, Ryan, you're telling me you don't smell dinner, and you're like, "Fuck, I gotta go." No, yeah, okay, sure, liar, <laughs> filthy liar. Okay, you can follow Club Fantasy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Club Fantasy FFL. The URL is clubfantasyffl.com. For Josh, Chris, Ryan, myself, we'll be back again next week, same time, same place, except running back accountability instead of quarterbacks. Ryan will be with you again on Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern with Kira and Britt Flynn for DFS and Chill. Uh, Articles on the website, Thrive Day props from Chris, Joel's Blurred Lines, they're up on the website. More stuff from DFS, more stuff from sports betting if you you want to get your fix throughout the NFL playoffs. Always remember, defense wins championships, offense wins fantasy football. We will see you next week.